Hello, 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 and welcome to Beside Ourselves Podcast, where we normally talk about pop punk emo stuff like the song says, but not tonight. We are going straight into the pop realm. Well, in all fairness, we it, we are an elder emo pop punk crew. Doesn't doesn't necessarily mean that we only talk about pop punk and emo. Yeah, that's true. We've we've gone all over before. <laughs> that we have. And I'm Daniel. Hi, I'm I'm Shakuna. And I am Benny. I thought you were muted there for a second, but he was like, oh, no, not again. <laughs> not again. Not and again. And we're here to talk about an album that Benny chose, which I think is a fitting, great choice. We chose to do Taylor Swift's 1989 before it gets re-tailorized. Re-tailorized, yeah. The... <laughs> re-tailorized, yes. So the T, the TS uh, treatment. Uh, no, sorry, the TV treatment, sorry. T- Taylor's, Taylor's version, version. yeah, oh, there you go. TS Taylor Swift, whatever. But uh, yeah, and Dan and I were just talking about this offline, and like, I don't have any of her like, Taylor's versions uh, on vinyl. Um, I do have a bunch. Um, that's like the regular versions, but I don't mm-hmm. have any of the Taylor's versions. Um, I'm assuming like Shakuna has every single one. I own every and. Yeah, I, I have all of them plus all the Taylor versions. They're all signed. Uh, I have every single variant on vinyl. Um, let's see here. Uh, she actually. Uh, you have the clock. Yeah, with, I, with, I, with I, the I do. I have the clock. Uh, let's see here. I also have you are her sitting on some money. <laughs> I also have her worn shoes and dress from the Eras tour as well. Um, I, I have. All right, I have come a, on. She I have had a, a new used... dress and shoe every show. So. <laughs> I I have I have a used handkerchief that she used when she had a little little touch of COVID at one point in time. I mean, literally, just just. Well, wow. let's be honest here. The I'm ultimate. Sure, let's keep it hundred. That every record that you probably have gotten from Taylor Swift, you probably have sold immediately after. Of course, I did. At least, of course, one. At least the one that we that we bought on the same day, and then you just quickly went to Discogs and sold it away. Of course, I did. So, yes. For listeners that are joining us because they're Swifties and they saw the title of this episode, we want to warn you that both myself and Benny are actual fans of Taylor Swift. Shakuna, as much as he jokes, is not necessarily a fan, which we'll find out more about. Uh, well, yeah. listen, so, hold, hold, wait, hold, I feel I like... said not necessarily. Doesn't mean I was going to say, completely. I feel like you're mischaracterizing me here. I, I, don't, dis- I don't dislike Taylor Swift. It, there are just a lot of songs that I don't like of hers, um, and there are, but there are, but there are songs that I enjoy of hers. Um, but, it, but I would never own one of her records. I'll put it to you like that. That is that's so, that's kind of my position. Well, technically, technically, you have owned. Yeah, but they're gone. Yeah, but they're sold. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I took the proceeds. You have owned one, so that counts. No, um, I was gonna say so. Owning it for a week does not necessarily count as owning it, but oh, sure, okay, fine. I, I I've mean, owned, I I've owned a record to, for a like, week. A loophole. <laughs> You're not gonna find one. On your theory. You're not gonna find one. Well, I kind of just did, but it's fine. <laughs> so, I was gonna say because there is a name for people who like Taylor Swift and also it yeah, are Swifties. Oh, oh, really? Swimos. Sweet, really? Swimos. Okay. <laughs> Which I think uh, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> it's terrible. There's a whole That's corner. Really bad. There's a whole corner of TikTok. Don't give that that is That's like Swifty and emos, and I'm definitely in that. Like I get the Swift emo content 
all the time. Oh, I bet you do. All the time. Do uh, you I, – I, in case you didn't prepare, Benny, because this is your pick, do you have all the background for the album? I mean, I definitely did not have the background for the <laughs> I album. I have it right But I can Oh, read. look at that. Dane came prepared. Do you have it? Oh, that's all right. Yeah. It's, so October 27, 2014, 1989 was released um, on Big Machine Label. It had seven singles. Seven. Shake It Off, Blank Space, Style, Bad Blood, Wildest Dreams, Out of the Woods, and New Romantics, which New Romantics is on the deluxe version and not on the actual album. So we will not be covering New Romantics. Good. Uh, wow. <laughs> so, um, I don't know you guys. Nine times it. platinum. Okay. Uh, it's uh, incredible. It's one everyone, everyone fucking loves this album. Sidechakuna. <laughs> Well, we'll find out. We'll find out. Well, yeah, I let's, guess we'll let's, find out. Let's talk about we'll it, shall out. we? I, I mean, you can't you can't automatically put me in the I'm going to shit all over this record corner because that's that's totally right. not fair. All right, so let's I get mean, into the album, right, Benny? Yeah, let's let's just do it. Let's get into the album. We'll we'll talk about it later. How about that? That's that's the whole point, right? Yeah, I agree. Move right along. Let's go. Yeah, let, let's 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 do it and stuff and things. Uh, okay, so. Oh, hold on a second. I need to get uh, there. We go. I was like, I need to get uh, freaking Spotify to act right. But I, okay, I think I got it now. Okay. Uh, oh wait. Oh, that's why because it is. <laughs> I think it's playing on my uh, basement speaker right now. <laughs> Oops. Okay. I I think it's good now. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. So uh, I guess we'll get into track number one, which is Welcome to New York. Yeah. Right, Benny, do you want to start? I mean, I can start. So, when I first, so I think my first in, um, introduction to like this album wasn't this song. I, I believe it was it was one of like the releases. It might have been like like Blank Space or Style, off. I believe, um, or Shake It Off. Um, but so I bought I, I bought the album. Um, after I actually found this album in some like random like store. It's called Winners. Um, in um, in uh, in Canada, I don't know what you compare it to, um, like the American equivalent, but it basically is, is like a discount like clothing store that has a bunch of like random stuff in it. And I found like and then I I just sitting there. Um, I I guess a little bit, yeah. The but, Walmart of Canada winters. Well, Walmart. Exists well, they both start with a W, in, right? In American game. But okay. the, the point was that I found this record and it was awesome, and I. I'm so thankful that I found it on vinyl, like, and just like randomly. But hearing it just like digitally for, for the first time, I fucking love this song. I, th- I think it's like a great like intro, like like to the album, and I just find it, like like super catchy, and I just I really just fucking love it. I don't really have that much to say other than that, just because I just love like her de- like, her departure because this this album honestly was my first like, intro- in, like my reintroduction to Taylor Swift. Because I didn't really listen to a lot of her albums before this one. Um, obviously, like her hits, I w- was kind of into, but I didn't really listen to any of her albums in full until this album. So I was pretty excited to like dive in once I heard 
does these few singles, then it went headfirst into like the whole album. And this first song was a great um, start to that journey. So starting with an excellent synth lead and hand clap, you think the song is going to be good, but this is actually one of my least favorite songs on the album. Well, Her vocals are a little overproduced. I, she doesn't do it too much on this album, but layering your vocals so much, she has an excellent voice. She doesn't need to do that. And I'll get into that more mm-hmm. later. Because when she's singing without her layered vocals, I think it has more of an impact. But, it I mean, mm. it's the style of the pop song. I do think the song is a little too simplistic. And then also, she's singing about how wonderful New York is. And, like, we had dreams or we were dreams when we first got here. And all I can think of is, like, Tina Fey getting coughed in the mouth on 30 <laughs> Rock. And, like, I know I read that she moved to New York because it's always been a dream a little bit before this. And I feel like you've got rose colored glasses on girl like yeah I like have new you york been to new york recently not recently it, but... it's it, i mean it's it's not as glitzy and glamoury as uh as like an la is i suppose um and i mean it could just be because of like new york is kind of like a like a, like a catchy like i guess like now i won't say a hip a hip city but i mean it's everyone knows like new york like everyone knows like what and where New York is. I feel like it's it's probably like just it probably was just placed in the song because of the the nature of like the, like what New York kind of symbolizes, and yeah, that's probably yeah. what sure Jay Z and I, I mean Jay Z did it better. Same, complete. I was I, that was actually part <laughs> of my notes. Um, but and, my final note Jay-Z on this is just better. like I don't think this song, this and one other song in the album, are the only songs I skip on the album. But we'll get into it. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So um, I'm I'm not uh, I'm I wrote down like some some rudimentary notes because I had to listen to this like two or three times because <laughs> there are there um, I'm gonna start my, my entire conversation because you'll hear this being echoed throughout uh, the entire time we go through every one of the tracks. There are very very bright spots on this record and there are some very very dull ones and I think this is one of those dull moments. It is this oh, wow. and this is to me it's it's one of those things and it, it's not necessarily this is not a knock on Taylor. By any means, because once again, I agree with Dane. She has a very, very beautiful voice when she decides to execute and use it to her advantage, right? The The problem I have, and this is a lazy writing style that happens with a lot of artists that use a city or a state or a location as, like, the main basis for their song. It's usually, it's to me, it's like, it's the same lazy type of tactic that you, when you go to any type of concert and everyone goes, hey, Detroit, how you doing? It's just like... Yeah, of course everyone's gonna cheer. It's like it. it, it it's it. To me, it's, I so, yeah. So it, it's it's also the same thing as like you hear in like the Journey song "Don't Stop Believe" when they say South Detroit. It's like, okay, that's dumb. Why why even bother? Eminem did the same thing with "Welcome to Detroit" uh, with with him and Trick Trick. Uh, Jay Z did it with "Empire State of Mind." Billy Joel did it with "Empire State of Mind." There there are so many bands and artists that use cities and states as like like a crutch to like just pad out their track listing. And that's exactly what this song feels like. And it, and it's not that like, it's a bad song necessarily. It just feels very sophomore, especially considering this is her fifth album, I believe if memory serves. Fifth album, yeah. So it's, it's kind of just like at this point in time, she should have some pretty decent writing chops under her belt. And this is what she leads the album off with. I'm just, I guess I'm just not that impressed. It's it's kind of just like, it's it's got some very just like low-key synth vibes. It sounds like the same type of pop music that I've heard like in the early 2000s and like of that time period. And like, that's not a knock against sure. her because she's just, she's just capitalizing on the, the sound of the, 
I guess I hate to use the term of her tour, but like it, she's capitalizing on the sound of her era, right? Um, <laughs> eh, but but even, uh, but it, it's and still credits. It, <laughs> uh, but it's like I guarantee you, she played this when she uh, when she toured at New York and when she did like a New York show, and it's like, and I'm sure everyone lost their freaking mind, like, oh my god, she said our city. It's like, yeah, because it's the name yeah. of the song. So, so it's, yeah, it's, it's I do, the, I don't I think do it's get that because I'll bring it back to what you said. I think you mentioned something about like a band that just like mentioned, like, oh, hello, New York, or hello, Chicago, or whatever. Yeah, they could so, say hello. It's when they say, Detroit, you are the best crowd we've ever had. <laughs> oh, that pisses me off. That pisses me off because I know they're fucking lying. They are. Of course they are. I know they're lying. They're, of course they are. But the point I was making was so I, but every I band wrestling, is. right? And yeah. that's the thing that. They always do. If, if there's like a heel, like a bad guy mm-hmm. in wrestling, they always be like, Toronto fucking sucks or Detroit. Like, it's always like a version of like Detroit or whatever city like you know, they're in. Right. Like, they always like shit on the city they're in. It's kind of like the opposite of, and even like for the, for the baby faces, or like the good guys. Yeah. They always like, like, hello, like X city. And, and I can see why, but again, it's, I think it was, it was just, it's New York because that's probably one of the most recognizable cities. Sure, like, but, but here's in in America, and that's probably the only reason why. And that and that's fair. Here's the only other thing I'm going to say on this, and this was something I wrote down in my notes, uh, is I don't know why she's like mentioning New York at all. She's never lived in New York. She's literally she was literally born in Pennsylvania and basically started off the majority of her career in Nashville, Tennessee. So it's like it's like she it, it, it did feels... move to New York two years before the cell. Oh, did she? Okay, then to I was gonna say because New York because otherwise That's why it... my notes were like you haven't lived there long enough. <laughs> I feel like you're losing your mind. Yeah, it's okay. To me, it's it, it sounds like stolen valor a little bit. It's kind of just like, oh yeah, I'm I'm from New York. It's like, dog, no, you ain't. Please, please don't claim the city that you have no connection to. Also, I'm really so, impressed that Benny somehow shifted the conversation to wrestling. And <laughs> I don't. We're gonna lose all I the Swifties right that. now. They're, they're, right. If, <laughs> if, if they didn't so, leave automatically for my commentary, they definitely left for Benny's. In this podcast, <laughs> I love it. That's like a, a bucket list of his podcast. That like shit. That was actually my entire point to mentioning <laughs> this album. I wanted to redirect the conversation to wrestling, but um, I forget what someone said about, about like uh, about like kind of gloating that, that you like are from somewhere where you're not really from somewhere. Yeah. One thing that I've noticed, um, just working in Detroit, is that people who who like are not from Detroit, mm-hmm. who say they're from Detroit, but are from like some like out like some city outside of like the eight mile like line it like it pisses them off so much it's it's like it's and and that's i think like i kind of like it's that i just like thought of is that like if if, if you're like from like like say like like ann arbor or or from over ferndale and you say you're from detroit like they, I, I, you know what? I don't really like that. I would say it's gotten, if you're in Metro Detroit, people have gotten a little nicer about it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but you can't say like, yeah, you live in Ann Arbor, well, like, I'm oh, I'm from Detroit. I, it's like, nah, dog, that ain't that, true. That, so it it's says the guy from I, Canada wearing a Detroit shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, but I'm not <laughs> fucking poser. I'm not Get Detroit, out of here, poser. <laughs> you can't claim right, this city. On. Okay. We spent ten minutes on. On Welcome New to New York, and we and we still have 12 songs to go. Okay, we're on track number two. It's yeah. called Blank Space. Let's give that one a quick little listen. I think we all know it, but let's let's just listen to it anyways. Have your passport in my hand. I can make the bad guys good for a weekend. So it's going to be forever, or it's going to go down in flames. 
to go? Sure, you can go. That's fine. So this is a fucking jam. I don't care what you say. My only consistent complaint that happens still throughout the album is there's still layered vocals, mostly on the verses in this song. She has such an amazing voice in the chorus that I, at times it just it takes away from her voice when they layer it. Um, Darling, I'm a nightmare dressed in a daydream is a great lyric. Also, I've noticed I'm not a huge fan of the program drums on some of these earlier tracks in this album. I get it. She wanted to go for more of a synth pop vibe, but some of the program drums just sound really boring and simplistic. They it seems seem to happen to... a lot on this album, too. <laughs> Come on. It gets better later on. Sure. They, it, it seems stripped back and basic, which in later indie style albums works that like Taylor has done. It, it works like it's the it, but this one just doesn't give it the gusto that her voice deserves. I only hope that Taylor's version comes out when it comes out. The only way I'm going to buy it is if the production is different because this song, as much as I love it, the background production is a little lacking to me. Sure. Benny, your thoughts? I that mean, was a lot. Sorry. So no, that's fair. No, it's I mean, I don't like it's again, I think a lot, <laughs> a lot of what I'm going to say is probably, gonna be, Hey, it, it's catchy as fuck. I love it. That, I I'm, <laughs> I'm a huge fan of this album. So, Mine, I'm probably I'm probably wearing some like like rose colored glasses here because I I honestly like I love this album um and I love this song um I think this is like a great fucking song it's one of my favorites like and then it obviously was a single for a reason um I love her ability to kind of create like a like, a, like an atmosphere and just like a whole, whole like story as she's telling as she's singing her songs I think she's a great I think she's a great storyteller and I know like you might like shit on her like, like lyrics sometimes but I just this album though I found there were times where I really really enjoyed her storytelling and I can just picture like the atmosphere of what the, like where the song exists as of the same to it and it could be because of a moment in time when I like I was first listening to this album and I can I can picture like like that moment but like this like this like this like, like song I definitely like, like loved for, for that reason and i'm gonna like say something that like, probably goes like, kind of against what 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 dan said and I, I didn't really like hear it until you said it dan so i looked at the, I looked at the 250 mark um she's almost like she's singing like without any like i guess like music but there's like that drum beat in the background and it was simplistic but that's what i liked about it though i liked how it was just it was a simple drum beat that kind of built its way up and she was just kind of like, singing her heart out um with that in the background and for whatever reason, I really enjoyed that part. So, so that's simplistic kind of like a, doesn't like mean it's bad. Sure, I mean simplistic can no, be good. No, I know, but I enjoy just going off of what, like, kind of what, almost like uh, piggybacking off what you were saying before. I think just the drum beats drive me nuts because on Evermore and Folklore, there are times that the guitar is barely there because it's just like an acoustic song, and it's almost an acapella singing part for Taylor, and it's just incredible. So mm. it doesn't need to be complex. I just feel like that drum beat doesn't sure. give her justice. Yeah, I, I'll I'll agree with you on that one too. I think there are moments where she where the production on this album is very very lacking, uh, or at the at the very least, I feel like maybe maybe she just picked the wrong producer for this one. Did Jack, was this another Jack Antonoff album with her? He's on two songs, and I will bring those up later. Okay, right on. I I didn't know if he was. I know he's. Produced he's like a, on the album, yeah, but he's not the producer of this album. Okay, and that makes sense because I was gonna say I'm like, if this was a Jack Antonoff uh, produced uh, produced album, then he really dropped the ball on this one because I'm like, you don't, I 
I give Jack Antonoff a lot of credit, although I will say there are some Bleachers albums that I'm not like super thrilled about. Most, more importantly, their most recent Oops. one. No, do you, you, don't you like Bleachers? Bleachers is great. Bleachers is fantastic. You don't like Bleachers? You don't like Bleachers? What? How? We'll get into that later. We'll get into wow. that later. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I know. Bleachers is wonderful. Yeah, Bleachers is fucking fantastic. Um, Am I miss... Hold on. You're... Maybe I'm miss... I miss... I'm mishearing what because like, maybe I'm misinterpreting what what band it is. Cause I think I'm thinking of a different band. You might never be. Mind. You might be. Well, I'll. I'll I thought. Pull... Never mind. I thought you talk about. Never mind. I, I thought you were talking about water parks. It's fine. Oh yeah, water park sucks. Water yeah. parks. <laughs> How'd you get from no, water parks no, to bleachers? I, I, for some reason, I in my head, I I was thinking like of, of, of water parks for some reason, and then you said bleachers. I'm like, wait, I don't think I ever heard of. I ever heard of bleachers. So. I'll Wait, take it back. Hold on. I thought you take Hold on. I'll, I'll put on like some bleachers here for two seconds, just to, just to prove my point. Have you seen them live before? Oh, no, dude, I I, I, I I saw them live. Uh, they're, yeah, they're still together. They're still doing stuff. Yeah, uh, his most recent album, their most recent album, kind of sucks. But I mean, they're. Well, I'm sorry for any Bleacher fans that I offended. <laughs> I was not trying to compare them to water parks. I just, for some reason, like in my in my little like weird brain, I connected those two for some reason. I take it all back. Okay, <laughs> I take it all back. I say yeah, because Bleachers Move is forward. After... Go ahead. So, but the re the reason why I think you would enjoy Bleachers, Benny, is because a lot of Jack Antonoff's writing uh, on Bleachers is very similar to a lot of uh, writing that Taylor's done recently in, I would probably say, as much as I don't really like the album, like Midnight's, I, I hear a lot of Bleachers kind of like voice in, or a lot of Jack Antonoff's voice in that album. Um, so I think it might be mm. something that you might really want to take a look into, because like I said, the, their first two albums are just just chef's kiss. Really, really good. S Strange Desire yeah. and cool. um, I think Gone Now is the second album. But yeah, they're both absolutely fantastic. Anyways, um, so my my notes on, on this song in particular, uh, <laughs> since we got completely derailed, uh, is I, I like this song when it was a single. I think it's kind of like gone, worn a little bit on me so much, maybe because like I've heard... There was like there was what seven singles on this album. Like I I feel like all of the I've heard these singles so much ad nauseum to the point where it's like I hear it and it's just like it's like a bad memory that just pops up and I'm like ugh, oh, no. not this song, uh, oh, and, and, and not and not like a bad memory like as in tied to like something like that bad happened that in my life. It just like I hear it and I'm just go, oh god, this is like the five millionth time I've heard this song. It's like why? Now that being said, I would say out of all of the singles on this album. This is probably my favorite one on them, uh, just because once again, it's yeah, because there's well, I take it back. There's one other one that I think might be my my favorite on it. But this is this is like one of those like fun little bops. The thing is, I don't like is Taylor's delivery on it, though. It's I don't like the da 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 It's like it just feels very it feels kind of lazy and it's it just like it instead of trying to build a cohesive verse it it just feels like she had a bunch of random thoughts like scribbled down on a piece of paper and she's like well i gotta get this out within this beat structure but i don't know how to do it i i know i will use like a staccato delivery method it's like da 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 i can't be da 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 it's like okay it's i don't know but but the thing is the chorus is what completely uh, negates all the verses because I feel like that is just, it's swelling, it's beautiful, it's gorgeous, it has a lot of like richness and fullness to it. Um, but also, 
I, I guess I don't understand the I've got a blank space, baby, and I'll write your name. Is that just like she's saying, like, is that like another notch on her, like, on her bedpost sort of deal? Like, hey, I'm just going to date all no, these like, dudes. It, is that was like space in my heart right now, and I'll write your name if you're ready to be part of my life. Oh, is that the deal? Okay. Because I also, yeah, real quick, she has 237 songs. Not every song is going to have like the same cadence. No, and same. that, no, I'm, I, <laughs> I, I understand that. And, I, and I'm not saying like she has to, but I'm like, I, <laughs> I'll I'll ex- I'll explain more when we get into a, a song down the track listing because there's there's a very good reason why I say what I say. Um, but we'll, I'll I'll reveal Ooh, that when we get a little bit I later. Can't wait. I bet you can't. <laughs> I bet you. Let's can't. move on to track three, style. Yeah, track three. Hold on one second. Let me just get it loaded, and here we goes. Just so you to leave, cause I know exactly where it leads, but I watch us go round and round each time. You got that jeans. No, I want to go first on this one for a reason. Okay, go ahead. This is my favorite oh, song on the album. Okay, I love this synthwave song. The backing track sounds like something like the band Midnight or Gunship would have done. Mm-hmm. Um, you mean, mean M83? Love it. And I want her to do a whole synthwave album. I mean, she's doing every other genre, just do a whole synthwave album. Um, and a big part of that, which I'm going to go through a lot in this, is. The writing credit is Shellback on this with her. Oh, really? Shellback, Shellback wrote most of my favorite songs on this album with her. Yeah. And oh, wow. he's an incredible writer, and I like what he did. I think him and Taylor working together are just incredible. I love everything about mm. this song. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with Danny on this one. This is... This is this is probably one of my favorite songs on the album, uh, and this was this comes back to like once again out of the singles. This, this is like one of I originally said it was blank space, but this I think is yeah this one trumps it for sure. It's there is it feels like something that M eighty three would do like in terms of like a, a backing like yeah. yeah it's 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 very 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 good synth wave, um, and I think her voice complements it really really well too, and also doesn't ha- even though it has that layered vocal that you don't like in some of the other songs. I feel like she does it more justice on this one. Yes. Um, and I really, I don't know why, just it feels like such a good driving song, and I, and I, and I understand the reason why. Mm. But man, that whole that that take me out, like that part right there, like oh fuck, I like I kind of felt that a little bit. Like all right, I I'm like I'm with it. I'm like okay, maybe this album won't be as bad as I thought it would be, and uh, well, we, we'll we'll talk about it later. Uh, but but yeah, this is I mean, this is like my is- second favorite song on the album. There's one that 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 trumps it and i'll talk about it later Ooh, but this yep. is my favorite so i actually agree with daniel that this is my favorite song um on the album 100 percent um and i i did like your i mean, it was you did you said it was like synth pop it was like synth pop and i was trying to like just picture like what it kind of like sounds like because i get like my i guess the ear for things is not as diverse as you guys yeah <laughs> like which is why i i love i love listening to your critiques of songs because i'm like how like where the fuck did you get that from <laughs> do you and so you, you like this sound? A, well i love the sound of it like it, it, it just it, it's just, i i love how it sounds i love the beat i i think i think her, her voice is is magical and i love just like 
the story behind everything. I do like, and when I think here the song, I mean, when I first heard this, I was, <laughs> I was kind of in like a, like a toxic relationship, yeah, um, which is kind of funny because I, guess I, I do like still find myself to have like good memories surrounding this um, like album, which which is odd to me, um, but. That's why I'm I, I'm thankful that I still love it because it's tied to something really really toxic that happened in my life. Um, but the song though, I just it makes me feel so good just listening to it, and that's all I can really like say apart from what I already had said is that I, I I love the song. It's my favorite song on the album, and it's yeah yeah. It gives I mean, me all the one, this is one of those things where I feel like this should have been her her lead out single um, because I feel like this one had. Mm-hmm the most power behind it. And I feel like she's the one, I think she put the most energy and effort into this one. This was like the one she's like, okay, this is the one I'm just, I'm going to knock it out of the park and just like pull out all the stops and goddamn, she did it for sure. Like that is, this is that song that, that where she did it for sure. If you like this synth style, Benny, I want to suggest two soundtracks. Um, the drive soundtrack. Oh, the drive soundtrack it, for sure. You should definitely listen to that. And also turbo kid. I don't think I've ever listened to Turbo Kid. Turbo oh, Kid. man. Okay. Listen to the soundtrack to Turbo Kid. It's okay. so incredibly... So, like, this I love Drive. I love, Drive's I a love great Drive. movie. With, uh, with Ryan, uh, Ryan Gosling. Gosling. Fucking great fucking movie. A fantastic yeah, the movie. Soundtracks. Yeah, it's, it's even better. Yeah. You think the movie's good. The soundtrack... I wouldn't pivot too much, but watch that movie. I was like, what the fuck is this? And then... <laughs> Like whatever, like twenty minutes, twenty minutes in, or whatever, how many, how long power in? I'm like, holy shit, this is amazing. Yeah, for sure. It took it took it took me a while to build up, but anyway, it's a it's great. But I guess we should move on because we've already given our takes on like, on the song. So I think yeah. our next song is Out of the Woods. Uh, All right, let's do it. Out of the Woods, track number four. And I- Can I uh, can I go first, guys? Yeah, fantastic. Thank you. This by far is one of my least favorite songs on this album, and the reason why I say it is because the intro to this song just feels like Taylor was listening to too much Nine Inch Nails at one point in time, like early Nine Inch Nails, and like I just heard like this kind of grimy industrial kind of backtrack, and I'm like, "Fuck, we're in for it, aren't we?" Um, and just like there's. N- I don't feel like there's a a lot of redeeming qualities in this song. And plus, on top of that, that, that chorus, it literally is one phrase repeated over and over and over again, and then one more phrase repeated over and over and over again. That's not a chorus. That is, I'm sorry, just very, very, very lazy writing. I just, I, I, I don't like it at all. <laughs> just period, done. It. I mean, I don't have much to say about the song either. It's actually my like least favorite song. Ooh, on wow! On the album, Benny's joining me on the least favorite I club. Just, I like it. Well, it just again, it's. I I, I don't feel that. I I think I agree, like, the. Repetitive nature um of the of, like we're out of the woods yet. I mean, I just Can't I didn't you... really feel it, and like even like the whole like just like. The music, the music in the background of it, I just don't 
like it that much either. I mean, overall, I love this album, but this is one that I easily skip. Um, if, if I had the choice, I, I'd be skipping this song. Here's the crazy thing: I wanted to like this song a lot. Like it just like the, the especially like considering it like it piggybacks right off a of style. Like that same kind of driving synth pop sort of vibe to it. I'm like, okay, maybe I really like this. And like, I remember I heard, I think I remember heard the chorus on him. Like, like there either was a soundtrack or it was like maybe somewhere on YouTube. I don't, I don't know where specifically where I heard this, but I, I remember I heard him like, okay, this is interesting. Who is that? Is it, oh, it's Taylor Swift. Okay, cool, right on. And then I just kind of like went about my day. And then I remember I heard the song again. I was like, okay, I'm gonna give this one like a fair shake. And I really. Because I remember I, th- I thought I heard the course and I thought I liked it. And like now that I finally got a chance to listen to it like two or three times, it, it just it just feels very just sophomoric and lazy and just really kind of contrived. It doesn't it just doesn't have anything. It doesn't have any teeth to it. It's just like it's it feels like a, it feels like it should have been like a B-side track, honestly. Like it should have been like on a Japanese import somewhere. I don't know. Like seriously, like like you, yeah, like you, you, you buy like the the OBI strip version of like uh, 1989 on vinyl. It's like it's the one bonus track that like comes along with it. Like everyone has to has to buy it just so they can listen to that one song. All right, you guys Daniel? ready? No, yeah, go, I'm sorry, Daniel. Go ahead. You love so this the song, is, guaranteed. This is a Jack Antonoff credits. That's um, unfortunate. He write this song. I think it's incredible. You can really hear the Bleachers' influence throughout the track. The sw- swirling synthesizer, the more chaotic drum programming. The chorus reminds me of a 90s synth pop song like Savage Garden. The song's theme of anxiety and excitement expressed perfectly with her singing sound, both the chorus bridge and chorus again. Like, hmm. it's supposed to express, like, being afraid but excited at the same time. And that's why her voice, like, cadence changes throughout singing Are you? Are We Out of the Woods Yet? I think it's a brilliant sure. song, and I think it's wonderful. That's oh. fair. Hey, listen, everyone's got their opinions. It's a shame that some of them are wrong. And you guys were wrong. <laughs> That's why I said yours was wrong. Um, anyways, yeah. I love it, though, because I mean, I can just tell just by, by your facial expressions, <laughs> like, you're going to go with the exact opposite. <laughs> I, I can just tell. Oh, I love that I love song. it, though. I love it. Like I said, it's, yeah, I, I really wanted to like that song. It's unfortunate I didn't. Anyways, okay, uh, we're moving on to track number five, which is All You Had to Do Was Stay. Let's give that one a quick little listen. Who's going first? Benny. Benny, you're going first. I don't want to go first. Too bad. You're going first. Right, do you want me to go first? No, I I mean, I, I do enjoy, I do enjoy this song, actually. Um, again, like it's it's not one I skip, thankfully. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, but, but this is kind of like a, I, again, I know like you guys kind of dive into like, like how, how it kind of sounds and like and the writing credits and stuff like that. But for the next couple, I kind of just went through, like, I guess, the lyrics and it just seems like that's a and it's just i don't know if this is a, it's a bad thing or a good thing but in this like failed like relationship like sort of like like story she's telling which is a big part of her i guess like her mo in, in terms of like, like like what she writes about i just you don't it, say it Taylor Swift writes about bad breakups no shit yeah, i know <laughs> obviously i'm not, I'm not a groundbreaking theory here but <laughs> i did just, just enjoy the story of like it's good it's that i think i've been like 
in a situation before where like it's I probably could have saved like like a past relationship if I just like like like, like fought harder and and just and just stayed, um or or, or just told her uh, told like, like like fought like fought for like like someone to to stay, and I think that's like, it's pretty relatable. I think it's I think that like, it's that she does really really well, which is probably why I don't know why reason why she is so popular is because she writes relatable content that again like relatable to her demographic I'll say because like it's. To talk about like uh, like, like being crazy about a, a boy isn't necessarily like, relatable to someone in our demographic, um, but I still find myself relating to her songs, even though they probably weren't meant for me. That's that's a that's a fair assessment. Uh, do you want me to go next, Dan, or do you have? I got I got some stuff. Okay, go ahead. And maybe go ahead. it'll go. change your opinion. All right, yeah, hit me with it. Go ahead. What do you so got? So I thought the song was mediocre at first, but after looking oh. through interviews and lyrics for it, I found out that she had a dream one night where she was stuck at this party and the only thing she could say was stay in a high-pitched voice to someone that was trying to leave and it was annoying like she all she was was like stay stay yeah yeah yeah. like and she woke up and she's like that was weird i'm gonna try to write a song around it and then she recorded the stay and it was like this is weird but it's kind of cool i'm going to put it into the song like after you know and the more i read about you know how this dream worked into this whole vision of what the song meant i actually found the song a little more charming i still don't think it's my favorite by any means on the album but i do think it's a lot more fun knowing the backstory of why she does this high pitch stay so often in the song because she's stuck and that's the only thing she can say and it's not working all right you guys want to hear hear my opinion on this it might blow your minds he's gonna shit over it go ahead this song right here is my absolute favorite song on the oh. album. Yeah, this Oh cool. And and the reason why I love this song so much is first and foremost a it's not a single. <laughs> so that means I So so but the the, the the reason behind it was once again it's like I it's a fresh pair of ears and I got a chance to like hear the song for what it was supposed to be in terms of the course of the album, right? Um I didn't know about the whole like that whole high pitch stay portion of things, but I that that's actually kind of the most endearing part of it. Like it has like right? this, it like it it punches through the rest of the noise of the track, and the thing is, it also has that same synth pop sort of kind of vibe to it that you get off of style and out of the woods to a certain extent. Even though I don't like out of the woods all that much, um, but this is this is true classic Taylor Swift in her own comfortable wheelhouse. Like this is where, where she has officially defined herself as like a pop icon in that, because this is, this is for every intent and purpose, a pop song. And it, and yes, the lyrics are a little bit more moodier just because, well, it's, it's Taylor Swift. It's always going to be moody. Uh, but the, for the most part, it, it is, it's fun. It's upbeat in terms of just the way it's presented. Uh, even if the lyrics aren't exactly like matching with that same kind of style, but man, there is I I found myself because I had to listen to this album like two or three times before like I felt comfortable enough to talk about it authoritatively enough, and I kept on coming back to this song. I'm like, man, I'm like I just want to hear that song again because like goddamn it, like it just it feels it feels like that should have been like a standout song for her, and I don't know why it wasn't because I feel like it has every right to be a single. Um, but yeah, that song is arguably like alongside style is like one of my favorite songs on the album. And this is just, it's so, so well done. So yeah, I'm, I'm surprised it doesn't get as much love as it does in the Taylor Swift community, but man, that song is really something special. 
So yeah, he, uh, listen, I I told you there are there are some very big bright spots on this album, but there's also a lot of not bright spots. Speaking and... of bright spots, track six, shake it off. Yeah. Can I go first? Oh, you sure can. Put the shits on it. <laughs> what can I say about this perfect pop song that hasn't been said? An incredible earworm with horns and the catchiest chorus in history. The music video is one of the reasons I finally fell in love with Taylor Swift after so long of a career. The song was my true introduction to Taylor Swift. It's inspirational, fun, and even pokes fun of itself lyrically and visually in the video. It's brilliant and co-written by Shellback, which is my one of my favorite co-writers on this album. Who has also worked? He also worked on Blank Space and Style and a few others coming up. Sure. I really think the collaboration with him and Taylor just shines. I think this is a fun song, like all the shit that she was going through, all the media. I thought this was a fun response. I just think it's a really fun pop song that at any bar, wedding, or bar mitzvah you can jump and dance to and sing to and have a blast. Mm. And the music video is so fucking good. Can you explain what she does to poke fun at herself in the video? Because I think I've seen the video, but I don't actually recall what you're talking about. I mean, she raps. She, like, in the video, she's just making fun of all the, like, styles going on at the time. There's a part where she's in, like, a Gap commercial. Mm -hmm. Like, she's poking fun of, like, <sighs> her space in the, uh, the universe of being, like, this superstar and, like, just everything mm. around it. I think it's just fun. Like she doesn't take it too seriously and no one should be taking this too seriously. You got to shake it off. And I know Shakuna is not going to shake it off. I mean, I think I'll it's probably because he heard it too much. He does. I mean, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. it was like really, it was really overplay. Like, I mean, it overplay. It probably still is, but I mean, I still like, like love this song too. Yeah. I mean, it's not again, I, I already, I already proclaimed my favorite song, but I fucking love this song. Um, and going through it, I mean, it's one of the, the only like I guess like major I guess like, like, like dance spots like, like on like, like on the record that I, I would you you could guarantee you would hear this if you I guess maybe at the time at any dance bar or probably as you kind of said before at like a wedding or whatever it was like and I think I think that's why I, I love it is because it, it, it kind of stands out to me as like it's the dance song of like of the album and of a generation. I love it. it, gets, it gets, of a generation um and i might go back and listen and watch the video because I, I probably have seen that before but i don't really oh, so like, visually i can't really recall it but yeah it's a uh, it's sweet and i'm uh I, i'm curious we're gonna have to shake off jacuna's feelings <laughs> about the song after he tells us his opinion start shaking them off now because yeah this is by far my least absolute least favorite song on this that album is... And Bullshit. It, you could. That's <laughs> why, it's my opinion, damn it. Uh, that's why you have me on the podcast. I, I got to be the Simon Cowell once in a while. Um, yeah, this this song is just. I, I think. I I know it's because it's been played to death, and I've heard it almost in every every bar, every wedding I've ever been to in the past like ten years. Like it's it's always it's always there and it's present, and I get it. It's like it's not for me. But it's like every time I hear those lyrics, it just like it just makes me kind of like want to vomit my own mouth. It just like 
people say I go on too many, too many dates. That's what they say. Yeah, of course that's what they say. Cause you do go on too many dates. You're like, you're like the serial dater that like ends up like dating some, some dude that's horribly bad for you for like a week. And then all of a sudden, then you go and shit on them via your music. It's kind of just like, all right, well, it's like, yeah, you have the reason for that criticism. And then I, I think that the pinnacle on the shit sandwich of this song is just, it's the, that my man dance and the best and friend and the band, 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 band. It's like, it, oh God, it's like, Taylor, are you trying to rap now? Like, cause God, please just don't. Could, could you, has anyone, has anyone told you Eminem does it better? Like, please, please don't, please don't rap. Please stop. It's just like, it's, there's, there's no redeeming quality of this song. Like, I get it. It's a fun, dancey tune. You're not supposed to take it's it seriously. The but fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> hey, hey, haters gonna hate, hate, hate. I, hate, I will hate, hate all worry. I'd like. Yes, and you can, the both of you can go and shake it off. But I am, I, I feel like I wish I could shake this song out of my memory for the rest of time because I just, it is, it's bad. It's just bad. And anyone that tries to defend it, I'm, I feel like you're wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah, that would be me. Yeah, yeah, I know. Listen, there, I. I'll catch a lot of shit for it, but it, it is just, it's one of those songs. It's like, she has so many better songs in her catalog. And the fact that like, this is kind of like revered as like her big pop hit. It's just like, I, there's so many other, like we literally just listened to a song that was way better than shake it off of just a moment ago. And I, I can't, I keep That's on coming back. My favorite song by her. I know I think it's a brilliant pop song. It's not though. It's very, it's very, it's very Does soft it get stuck in your head. It's not because it gets stuck in my head because like there's, there's nothing there. there. It's there's literally nothing there. There's nothing there. There isn't. It's, are, are you sure? Yes, you I, sure? Am, I am sure. There's All nothing right, let's, there. Let's move on before the Swifties that listen to this episode burn down. Oh, they, house. they are. You do. They're they're already planning on it. Don't worry about it. We move on to track number seven. Uh, I wish you would. Let's give that a quick little listen. Yeah, go ahead, Benny. <laughs> so, okay, so uh, I also another song that I I love of, of this album. I do kind of like it because it seems to be, at least in my opinion, from just reading the lyrics and trying to get uh, get a little like, like, like perspective on what she's trying to say. I feel like it's almost like the opposite of what she generally speaks about, where she's kind of like taking some sort of like blame. Um, for whatever like relationship that she's talking about um has ended which i thought was kind of cool it was kind of like, 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 it's like the reverse of what we're kind of used to does she though because i feel like, like taylor like, ends up blaming the other person on the majority of her songs not not taking the blame herself but that's what i'm saying though like, oh i'm sorry is she, I'm, I'm... Is, she blaming, is she is she blaming the other person in this song a little bit a little bit yeah i wish you would a little bit a little bit, yeah. About, like, I wish you would try it. No, I don't know. <laughs> I wish you would. I, I wish an MF would. Opinion, guys, I just, yeah, I, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I don't fucking know. But <laughs> that's what I got from the song. If I'm wrong, then well, fuck me, right? Um, it's, it's, it's all good. But do, do you, um, wait, wait, do you want me to? It's true. Again, I don't know if you guys read like the, the dirt sheets of uh, 
of a, of the Taylor Swift like drama, but is this about Harry Styles like this this album or I I I, I heard that but I don't fucking know. Who cares? If, if I someone don't know. John is Mayer, an, an Harry Styles, some some do that did her wrong. Dig into her dating relationship stuff. Neither do well, I care. I know, but it it becomes like pretty public, and like all like the Swifties talk about it, like, like and they go go deep dives into it. So I mean, I'm sure if someone if a Swifties listen to this and goes across our Instagram and can yell at me through like a post and say tell me like who's the song is about, but I'm pre- I'm pretty confident I, I read it somewhere that it was about Harry Styles. But, okay, well whatever, whatever, Dan. Oh, Shikuna? okay. Go ahead. Oh, uh, this is another Antonoff one, but this one doesn't kick you in the teeth as much as Out of the Woods. This isn't a bad song, but it's not a great song. It's has that '80s pop vibe. Kind of feels like a Tiffany or Cyndi Lauper B side. Um, yeah, I can see that. You can tell it's not a single. Still fun little track, but nah, it's fine. Yeah, it, this is serviceable to me. It's not. It's not bad. It's not good. It's. It's just kind of middle of the road. It's, it's meh. <laughs> It's um the only thing I don't like about it is just like it feels like this is like the ramblings of like a sixteen year old girl's diary like just like I wish you were right here right now I wish you would I wish we could take back all the things we did that were wrong that's, and we go to senior prom with though, me right? because I really love you just like it's yeah, right yeah I know but like I get it that's like her demographic but god damn it, it's like come on man 100%. like it's it's just like. I, I think that's the reason why, like, I have such a hard time trying to relate to Taylor Swift because, like, this music isn't for me, and therefore it's like it's tough for me to like be charitable to it when it's like everything that like I'm hearing is like it doesn't apply to me in any way, shape, or form. It's 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 like um, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of like the equivalent of like what what Taylor Swift would be on the opposite side for like us as as Cute dudes. Is what we aim for. Sure. Okay. Fine. I I guess. Yeah. Like or just like any other boy emo band of just like. Like I wish she'd take me back. Like, and I can imagine there's some girls are just like, um, yeah, this doesn't really do anything for me because this is not, this is not aimed at me at all. It's like it's not, it's not shitting on boys actively. So Taylor Swift, our goddess, is for everybody. Okay? <laughs> shut, shut up. No, she's not. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is just, it's one of those songs where I'm just like, okay, this, this, this is fine. It's, <laughs> it, it's, it's just, it doesn't have the same punch that, that some of her other songs do. Anyways. All right, let's well, move on to track eight, Bad Blood. It's finally wrong. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, it's not a bad song, but it's also not a good song either. It's it just it's meh. Anyways, uh, or 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 as the kids say these days, it's mid. Uh, all right, track number eight, Bad Blood. Let's give it a listen. <laughs> Go? You, you sure can. Go for it. Go, sweet cheeks. Hell to the fucking yes on this track. Always loved it. It's another shellback. So that's another reason I think it's just produced really well and written really well. I love the contrast in the vocals on the verses, which are somber. The pre-chorus, which is optimistic, and the chorus, which is much more menacing, but with a smile. The low-volume synth drive behind the pre-chorus and verses sound perfect with each other. Uh, the chorus is stripped down, and oh, I love when the chorus gets completely stripped down. And it's just her vocals. Uh, and just the program drums uh, and Taylor shouting. Some of my favorite Taylor lyrics are on are, are on the song from the album. 
not a traditional heartbreak song, but more of a loss of a friend and how you saw a future with that friend, mm. which I love when Taylor doesn't necessarily write about love or relationships. I mean, it's still a relationship. It's the loss of like a friend that you thought you had something more with. Sure. But I think it's just like a really good and well-produced song. Yeah, I don't. I don't agree. So <laughs> I don't agree at all. Well, don't ask you. All right. So <laughs> we did I... ask him eventually. <laughs> You're eventually, gonna. we will. I mean, this is like probably like my around like my like like second ish favorite song um, on the album. I just I, I think I I agree with Dan. We said like uh, the uh, ship down uh, like parts where it, it, you just like hear her vocals, and I wish we had more of that. Like throughout the rest of the album, because I fucking loved like it was like the opening sequence when she, you, just, you just hear her vocal body, and I, I fucking wish there was more of that like throughout this throughout this like album. But I still fucking love this song. And I think it's super catchy and, and the beat's awesome, and I I can't get enough of it. So I love it, and let's move on to the next song. We will not because I, I'm gonna say what I have to say about this fucking song. Uh, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> this this isn't this this well, I once again I feel like this might be just a a victim of consequence of having heard this song five gajillion times throughout the radio, but I just there is nothing I the song's just nauseating to me. It's and it, and I think it's because there is nothing else aside from that that drum beat. Like there's really nothing else to it. There's like there's some yeah there's some minor synths that kind of play off in the background, but this just feels boring and and i and i don't and i also just don't like the chorus the chorus just it grates on me and it's it's just like i i can't find anything good about it that's that's the problem that i I find but here's the problem though with me as well and this is not a critique on on the goddess taylor swift because i I can hear swifties molding right now through, through in their cars or listening on their phones or whatever this is a problem that i have with most mainstream pop music in general there are, I think that when radio stations and uh, mu- uh, music services like Spotify and, and Apple Music and what have you play the or hype these songs up to like undeniable heights, eventually they have to fall from their mantle. And I feel like this is just another one of those songs. That, like when it first came out, I heard it I was like, okay, this isn't bad. I'm like, I I can I can vibe with it. And like the more and more I heard, the more and more just like I heard that. It's just like fuck you, please, just like. Like if I could just like skip to the next song, I would. Uh, and so this is like one of the songs so, I, I hear it again. I'm just like, it reminds me of it, like having to hear this again, and again, just in different spaces in my life. And I'm just like, God, I hate this song. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I just, okay. I I just don't like it. I'm sorry. But once Jack again, Nine, like it's it's dream. are you though? I don't think you're actually sorry. I, think I am. Just... I'm legitimately sorry because I I feel like I'm I'm like shitting all over your goddess here. But like this is just it's one of those songs. It's like I can't. No, we can have our opinions. That's I right. I figured this was going to be the exactly. Way. Don't apologize if you apologize, apologize to us. Don't apologize to I'm, like. I'm apologizing. To, I'm apologizing to the to the three Swifties we've definitely lost right now along the way, <laughs> who will never ever hear right. my apology. Uh, anyway, nine wildest dreams. Let's let's go. All right. Um, 
can can I please can I please get the the, the negative thoughts out of the way first? So that way you guys can can try and like salvage anything of, of this song. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, thank you. Um, oh my god! This is once again another victim of just hearing this song five million times. But I cannot get over Taylor's breathy sort of. It's just like, oh god, please no. It, it, and the thing is, like, here's the problem though: is like the rest of the song, like, I can I can get with in terms of just like the way the song is set up, what it's about, the the context behind it. Um, but also at the same time, it's it's just it's it's more. Uh, I call them Taylor Swift tropes. It's it's the same like, boy did me wrong. I'm heartbroken. I wish he'd come back. I miss him, but then I don't miss him because yeah, girl right. boss, because girl boss energy, you know, girl power. Let's 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 move on. Let, let's let's go find ourselves another dude that we can screw, and then also screw us over so I can write more material and make wow. more money. It's 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 the Taylor Swift wash, rinse, repeat trope, and this song is just another categorical, just kind of like example of it. Uh, that said, it's not a bad song. It's just that it's like oh, please no. That that's that's like the the biggest gripe I have with the song, like the absolute biggest gripe. Everything well, else is fine. That's my favorite part of the song. Of I course, actually it is. enjoy that. Um, the most out of every single track on this record, um, I actually enjoy that the most. Um, it actually makes me feel warm inside. Aww, um, and it breaks my heart that Shakuda feels that way about that one specific part of the song. <laughs> my favorite part of the song. Um, but. I still love. I'm actually just kidding, but I do love this song because <laughs> I, I just like the. <laughs> I don't actually like that part. I thought you were really serious there for a second, buddy. I'm sorry. Point, now that you point that out, I mean, whatever. I guess it it, it, it it's a little bit like, like weird or, or maybe it's, annoying. I guess it just feels like, like she could have put that, something else there. It, that's all. But I was hoping that I she could put something really else there. I never thought about it until you brought it up. To be honest <laughs> with you, and. <clears throat> But I do like love the song. I do like how how how, how slow it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I don't know why, but like, especially when I listen to it on vinyl, I I love listening to this song on vinyl. Like, it's it, it just it really puts me in, in the mood for, for, his, for just from like more Taylor. I can really get in with all her imagery and, and just any music behind it. I love the song, and I, I think it could be the reason why I like it so much because I love playing it on. Uh, America player, so I could totally I could, get that. I could that. be biased a little bit on that, but um, I thought I had it on a song. No, I could, I could totally see that. Like especially like albums of hers, like uh, was it is it Evermore or Folklore or or, or those two? Those are, two are those are phenomenal on vinyl. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm like that. Those are records I'm sure would sound fantastic on vinyl. And I'm sure songs like this, like her slower stuff, would absolutely go well with that same kind of warm sound that you you'd get off of Wax, right? Um, but yeah, just <laughs> digitally, it's like it's 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 fine. It's whatever. Anyways, Dan. So I'm going to ignore both of your comments. Ooh. Uh, This should have been a sign of times to come from Taylor. Beautiful vocals, crooning, and the heartbreak you hear with those breathly exhales um, are what makes later albums such as Folklore and Evermore shine. Sure. Like sad, beautiful beacons in a sad, broken-down cottage in the woods during a storm. Again, Shellback contributing this perfect Taylor writing style. This is one of my favorite songs on the track. I think it's incredible. Uh, the lyrics you'll see me in hindsight tangled up in the up all night burning it down someday you'll but like i just think lyrically this is one of the best songs too i think it's incredible and her breathing exhales of the lyrics are perfect see i i completely disagree but hey once again did you listen to 
Evermore. Wait, I, I listened to I, I, I listened to a song though. Like I actually enjoyed the song. Like, I like, it's so I didn't. Like, if no, if you're you throwing away what I said, <laughs> you no, I did. The exhales, they're perfect. Come on, jo- join the join the the hatred on the exhales, please. Come on, Benny. I, I, I need a win here. I just I didn't notice it. Well, I'll say this: I, I didn't notice the exhales until she couldn't point it out. But the mm-hmm. way he said it was <laughs> like obviously. Hers are a lot more, sorry, Jacuna, a lot more beautiful than, than Jacuna's position. Sir, how of, dare you? I have a beautiful that. singing how voice. Dare you? It, it's the sound of an angel, okay? How dare you? You take that back now. Um, okay, we move on to track number 10, uh, How You Get the Girl. Let's give that one a quick little listen. All right, can I go first? Yes, please. Sure. So this broke my shellback streak because I've liked everything he did except for this song. <sighs> Thank you. Um, so sadly, my least favorite track on the album, <clears throat> I feel like it would have fit better on Red. It's your typical country pop song. I guess maybe she didn't mm-hmm. want to alienate her audience from past albums. Uh, it's not a bad song, but it's really not my cup of Taylor. Cup of Taylor. I like that. I like that was that nice. I that, love that. That hold on. I'll, I'll give you a wait. No, I thought I had my I thought I had my sound effects all set up. It's never good. mind. Never <laughs> mind. Never mind. I was, I was gonna I was gonna give you something good there, but never mind. Um. But yeah, this is this is by far one of my least favorite songs on the album. It's and I think it's because like the lyrics feel very sophomoric in terms of its approach. It's kind of just like. And it, it's also kind of like completely negating. I mean, if, if we're going to dive into like Tyler, uh, Tyler, if we're going to dive into Taylor Swift, like uh, uh, dating history and stuff like that, like this is the the worst advice to give to someone who wants to like get into a relationship. Like, hey, don't do what I do, everybody, because I end up getting into toxic relationships with with men. And uh, instead of doing that and. Uh, just just wait around and tell her that you're going to wait for her forever like a fucking stalker would and uh, and that's how you and that is how you'll get me yeah that is the worst advice to give to any guy whatsoever that is trying to you know get into a relationship in their younger in younger age just just wait around forever for her. she'll come around sure she will as and meanwhile she's like already on her like her second marriage at this point in time don't worry stick it out man just keep on telling her that she'll she'll totally come around to your, your side of things that is like that's absolutely the worst advice ever, and uh, shame on her for that one. So, yeah, I'm I, sure the lyrics, the lyrics of the song do seem like younger Taylor lyrics because she was. I was just gonna say that. So, yes. what's the record that just got that, that just fearless. got released again? Yep, yeah. uh, fearless. fearless. Fearless just got released. Fearless did. No. Taylorized. Taylorized. Fearless was the most recent. The one after one. Red. The one after Red was fearless. Oh uh, no, the one after Red was this. Yeah, was, was 1989. It was Fearless, Red, and then 1989. Yep. Okay. Oh, I'm Fearless sorry. No, 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 no. Uh, it was self type. Not... It was it was self titled, uh, Fearless, and then Speak Now, and then Speak Now is what oh, which Speak so now, now Speak Now is what got the the Taylor Swift. So yeah, so Speak Now is what I'm I'm thinking of, and I was thinking this could fall under, it under could. Like that era. It could fall because... on anything red and back. Sure. 
I agree, and that's why I don't think I, I like this song because again, like, I we, we we spoke at length about the demographic to like what like who she speaks to, and it's definitely clear in this song, like who she like she's speaking to, like yeah, like young young girls basically, like and like, or, like even though like it's it's to God, it's to like guys, yeah, whatever it's. It's but not. But that's also this is also horrible it, dating advice to, to give to girls too. If you really think about it as well, it's like, hey, have a have a dude that just like can completely shout like love bomb you over and over again, telling you how like they're gonna wait around for you forever, and that's the dude. That's you, how. That's how stalkers that's are born. Down. Was like it just seems like a, a bit of like a, a a weird like route to take, especially when you're trying to deliver like a good message to you like to your audience. It just seems like this like, very like, outdated and kind of beneath like what like taylor like, is usually like i guess it, it, even in this album like it just seems like very like out of place not only not um, only that it's also it's, like oh, inc- it's incredibly hypocritical of her too like to to like write lyrics like that when she does absolutely nothing that falls in line with that nothing like she has to like abide by her own lyrics by any means but like if you're gonna give that type of bad dating advice at least live by your examples i suppose Oh no. yeah yeah um but i mean again i, th- I think that i think her fans though like like that's like and we've like spoken to this before too. Like they live it, like they live and die by her words. Right, and so, and if that's the case, you definitely don't want to put out lyrics like that. It. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, I, no, I agree. Again, it's it's not my. It's probably like, like my. I know. I think my la- my least favorite track was like out of the words. So this is like right near the bottom um, of like my least favorite tracks. Yeah, this I think is... the biggest disappointment was it was the last and final song that Shellback wrote with her. Oh, was it really? Yeah. I mean, on this album. And oh, is it like, has he wrote uh, anything else with her? Pass that point? I don't know. I haven't dug into other albums like I dug into this one. Well, maybe you and, can dig you know. into it while we listen to track number 11, which would be This Love. Let's give that a listen real quick. Skies grow darker Currents Switch you out again I can. So this kind of goes off what I was saying about um, like wildest dreams, um, where it just it's it just like the the like the ambiance and just like the slow like like pace of this whole song. I just fucking love. It. I think it's beautiful, and it goes back to what I said before. How when I play this on like on my record player, I just I fucking like love it because it just it gets me in the mood, just like just relax and, and just enjoy the music. So I get not much too dive into the song because besides i just love how it sounds and when i play it on my vinyl record i fucking love it too so let me go before chuna shits on it <laughs> how dare you think that i was gonna shit on it go ahead so this I is mean, swift's going to, but still. only this is swift's only solo credits on the album she did this whole thing by herself oh um you can kind of tell with the lyrics Fantastic. they're not they're good but they're not like i feel like other people help her up her game a little bit with the lyrics i don't know sure. how much because she writes all of her own music but obviously she has writing credits for other people who help her write stuff 
but this one was completely her. She wanted it to sound haunting and sad and beautiful. And I mm. think she did an excellent job. I'm not saying it's my favorite track on the album, but I do see, I want, I want to give her credit where credit's due like, sure. for writing this completely herself. I think it's a pretty incredible song, even if it's not my favorite track on the album. I, I will agree with you, Dan. I, I think it, it is, it's, it's decently produced. Um, the lyrics, well, once again, get, leave a little bit more to be desired. Um, there are, they are strong enough to hold on their own. Um, but this is also another one of those, unfortunately, like kind of forgettable tracks. It's, it's not like it's bad. It's just, it's, it just exists and that's okay. Um, it, it, I would say probably if I were to kind of like rank it in the, in terms of like the hierarchy of, of tracks on this album, I'd say it's like it lands softly somewhere in the middle, uh, or maybe close to maybe to bottom middle. Um, like I said, it's, okay. I, and I could definitely agree with you, Benny. I think that this would be something that'd be beautiful to listen to on whack. Like if you're just kind of like walking around doing some stuff around the house and you kind of hear this playing in the background, or maybe you're like you're lounging with like a nice, nice glass of wine or something like that. Like I could hear how this would be, would set that tone just perfectly. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, there's, there's not like a whole lot to it. I, f I feel like this is a, a chance where she's trying to flex a little bit of her folk kind of writing abilities. And I feel like she nailed it for the most part. Um, but there isn't, there isn't a whole lot for me to, to like to grasp onto. So like I said, it, it's just, it's good. It's just, it's, there's, there's nothing that's like earth shattering about it. And that's, that's, so I watched, sorry, no, you're good. That, that was pretty much all I had to say. I watched the Pond Sessions, the thing that was on Disney Plus that showed her making folklore. Yeah. Like during the shutdown and just her and Desner, the producer she was working with. Um, and I think her writing style got, well, one, she was probably depressed like all of us during the shutdown. but <laughs> Us depressed? I think, never. <laughs> I think her writing became or has become much better, especially solo-y stuff where she's not like... I'm not I don't know the backstory. I don't know if she was using these other writers as a crutch on some of these songs where the lyrics are a little more complex. Yeah. But I know she can write a fucking amazing song by herself. And sure. I think this was like the beginning of that. Yeah, I, I could see that. Um, although arguably and, and I know we're we're definitely not gonna talk about these albums, but like the other albums that kind of preceded this album, I, I feel like we're we're kind of a mess all over the place, and and I think where she finally found her her writing ability, as you just mentioned, was was really an Evermore, and I th I think that's where you could tell like she was really trying to distance herself from like having like I'd say ghostwriters, but I mean folklore. Or I'm sorry, yeah, folklore. I'm sorry, yeah, my apologies. Yeah, folklore is like thing where she really kind of hit her stride in terms of like her her writing abilities there, and yeah, so I I think this was a a good try and foray in her to to try and do that. So yeah. Anyways, uh, we move on to the last two tracks of the album, gentlemen. We move on to track number 12. Uh, it's called I Know Places. Let's give it a listen. go first i'll go first oh you oh you'll so, go first okay good ryan finally or ryan tender who did this song and then new york finally redeemed himself on this track because i think new york's was like we talked about not a huge fan of new york Garbage. this production this production on this track is far better than that one and the vocal styling and pitches she hits are fantastic 
and the lyrics are layered better with depth and clever metaphors. And mm-hmm. I wish she actually used metaphors more. Like Taylor's pretty known to be on the nose with her lyrics. Like if a boy hurts her, she's just going to say, "A hey, boy hurt me." But <laughs> she, yeah, she doesn't really, doesn't really hide one, it much. It, in this one, it's about keeping a relationship secret from others because others can ruin it. It's obviously, you know, probably the paparazzi or the media. Paparazzi, But, yeah. like, what she uses as a metaphor with this whole fox hunt and hiding places is really clever, and I really enjoyed the way she played on it. And the piano part in mm. it's that she wrote. She wrote the piano part and, like, the chorus and then sent it to the tether guy, and then they played on it from there. And I think the piano part's really pretty, too. Yeah. I just think it's a good song. I mean, unless you want to go first, Betty, or next. I mean, your trusted thoughts. So go ahead. <laughs> I I I will agree with those statements to a certain extent, Dan. This is one of those songs, though. I f- I feel is kind of forgettable. It's it's granted it is leaps and bounds better than New York, and I'm and I'm glad about that because uh, kudos to what was named Tedder. You said it was ryan tedder ryan tedder okay so so kudos to ryan tedder for redeeming himself on that one um this is just it's it is one of those songs to me it's like i i heard it and like i forgot that i even heard it that it was like it was i think maybe because i was like i was so kind of like entrenched into the the previous track that like i didn't even know that i was on the next song as i was like listening to this album like i had to i had to check back occasionally to see like hey is this just like bleeding into the next song or is this like like one of those like weird kind of like rock opera sort of like hey we're going to this one track and then all of a sudden we're like going right into this one there um like you know like kind of like a a queen's like bohemian rhapsody sort of thing uh yeah but uh yeah just like i i didn't i couldn't find much out of it except for the chorus which i think was pretty interesting um but past that point it's like this is like i feel like this would be if i had this like on a cd this would probably be a song that i would just like skip over not not like because it's bad. It just yeah. because it's it, there's not a whole lot to it. And I, it's kind of funny you guys were comparing it to um, to New York because I personally like New York better than this song. Interesting. Um, yeah, and I don't really cause this song. I don't really enjoy the song. Um, it's again <laughs> kind of like what you said before about skipping it. Yeah. Um, I much rather like if I if I could I'll go from like wildest dreams um, to this love to the track that we're gonna have after this one like so I would definitely skip over this one I mean maybe just because and I do agree Dane like like she has some 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 good lyrics in it but it's not enough to keep me like a, I guess to keep me interested um in the song and like, regrettably like not not regrettably like unfortunately. I do. Whenever I would play the song, so I used to have the CD. In, I had the CD in my car. You like, did for like not. A good, like, year and a half. Year and a half. I did, um, and I would. Oh, this one of the tracks that I would always skip over. Unfortunately, oh, it's oh, a bummer. All right, all right, Gemma. We move on to the final track on the album. It's uh, track number thirteen. This is and, and just for everyone that's listening still or has still made it all the way through. Congratulations. Uh, we were going to uh, do the deluxe version at one point in time, but uh, that is way too many songs. So the, we're just doing the standard version of 1989. So this would be the final track that we're reviewing, and it's track number 13, and it's called Clean. Let's give it a listen. Oh, I 
Gentlemen, you mind if I go first? Go ahead. Okay, excellent. Uh oh. This uh, so there are a few albums uh where I listen to with intention and try and always think of like the last song as being like the final kind of like hurrah slash ending to the album because there's not too many albums that at least I think that I've listened to over the past few years that have a very defining track that says okay this is the end of the album. And it, and it kind of leaves you off with like either something introspective to think about or some sort of like big kind of like operatic kind of like crescendo, if you will. Um, this is one of those songs I feel that does it justice where um, it is. It's not my favorite song by any means, but I do feel like this is a the, the song that if, if she was writing this with the intention of putting it as the last song on the album, I think she did a bang up job because it has it has all those elements of kind of like taking all of the um the, the kind of the, the thoughtful somber writing from songs like wildest dreams and uh all you had to do was stay and i wish you would and, and songs like that and kind of like brought it all back together to like sit and make like one more final declarative statement right and i and i think that is what makes this song shine i would say it's probably like maybe my fourth or fifth favorite song on the album uh and uh I find myself coming back to it once in a while, just kind of listen to it again, just to, to make sure that like I'm getting everything out of it. And uh, yeah, I I actually really like this song a lot. Do you want to know why I think you like this song? Why is that? Do you want to know who the co-writer and was it Jack Antonoff? No. No. Who? Her only part on this album, written or co-written and stars in it, Emojin Heap. No shit, Imogen Heap. Wow. Okay, yep. well that would be the reason why I like it then. Damn. You could definitely tell with the electronic drum feel. It yeah. feels like an Imogen Heap song. Yeah. Um, and those kind of like plucky piano kind of. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Yeah. I think it's a very pretty song. I think it it's is. a beautiful way to end the album. You're washed clean after venting all your dirty laundry. <laughs> throughout yeah. The whole album. For sure. My only complaint is I feel like Imogen Heap should have did more. I wanted to hear more of her vocals. You can hear it in the part you even played, like the backing chorus. Once yeah. you know that now, you'll yeah, hear not... her voice back there. Yeah, now I'm going to listen to it again so I can hear her voice. But yeah, that is... Yeah, I love Imogen Heap, and that is... I know you do. <laughs> oh my god, she's... A, she's a beautiful song where we may have to review one of her albums at some point in time. Cause I feel like that would be a fun one for us to kind of dissect. I think Benny, you'd probably like it too. Anyways. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do like that song a lot. Anyways, Benny, your thoughts. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, a lot that you, what you said, uh, it's going to like, I didn't even really think about, and it definitely like resonated with me. I, 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 I totally agree how this song was like a, a great, like, I guess like, ending mm -hmm. um to like, to this album and it's again one of those slower songs that i i really really fucking loved um i think it's like like, like why too that it's the reason why i also like 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 vocal evermore so much is like it just it's just it's like, like slower like, like somber like sometimes like sad um and like kind of heartbreaking songs that end up just have an impact on you and i love clean for that um again it's, it's what again it's one of those like tracks that i like, guess that i wouldn't like never skip over um, on like a few that came before it right on all right gentlemen well that wraps up 1989 i think it's time for us to do final album review scores uh so benny since you suggested it i will let you go first i think that is i think it's i think that's fair okay um so <sighs> <laughs> scale one, um, one so to ten what do you get it or you are you giving it a 1989 I, eh, I, eh, I, eh, I, eh, I, eh, I, see see what i did there okay sorry <laughs> go ahead I, i'm gonna give it because i 
like 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 love love it too much an eight point five. Right on. Solid score. Dan, what are you what are you giving it? I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten. Um I like obviously I like folk more a uh, folk more. Folkmore. Folklore. Folkmore. Who doesn't like folklore? More. Eh. You like folklore, folklore more? evermore and midnight's more than this album, but I do I have a special place in my heart for this whole album. Right on. Um <laughs> you guys bracing yourselves here. Um this is uh I'm expecting the worst. As well you should. Um but I'm going to surprise you guys a tiny bit and give this one just a middle of the road five. Um, and this is, and the reason why I say it's it's not because it's a bad album. It's just an average album. There are there's bright spots on it. Like for example, like I I really love style. I think that's a great song. All you do is stay clean. I think those are great tracks. And I think those are solid pop pieces. But then there's just songs that like, and once again, it could just be a victim of just overplayed on the radio. That like there are songs I just I listen to and I don't have the same type of reverence that say for example someone that might be a gigantic Taylor Swift fan might have like in terms of like songs like Shake It Off or Blank Space or Bad Blood, but those are all songs that I hear and I just go God damn it I don't want to hear these songs ever again and I want to hear something that's new something that's inspiring something that's new it's fresh. Um, and I think there are songs on here that should have gotten a lot more popular than they did. Once again, All You To Do Is Stay, I think, is a fantastic fucking song. And I think that should have gotten some sort of accolade there in that regard. Clean could have been something that I feel like would have maybe been a better B-side uh, in terms of just like um, kind of being regarded as a like a bigger like song within the Taylor Swift community. I feel like this probably doesn't get talked about as much. And I think it, it it definitely deserves its its space there, um, but yeah, it's 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 blank space. <laughs> uh, uh, and I'll, I'll write your name, Danny. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's one of those albums that I I feel like there are better Taylor Swift albums in her discography, and I just don't think this is one of them. I I think it's 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 an average wow. album from her. It's not. I I know that a lot of the Swifties would say this is like their favorite album of hers. I think this is just average. It's it's fine. It's it's not like I toss it in the garbage bin, but it isn't also like this masterpiece of pop as as everyone regards it as. Okay, so what is your favorite album then? From her? Um Yes. Realistically speaking, I would probably have to say folklore, um, because I feel like that one has a lot more heart and soul behind it. And I feel it has a lot sure. more personal statements to make that aren't just like shitting all over her bad relationships. Like, I agree with that. I and I, I would say like her least, her least, or her worst album of all is Reputation. By all means, I think that is an absolute just dumpster fire of an album. And I don't think Lover gets much better because um, there have been I think a few. Lover's great. No, no, I think that was great too. No, there, there's, there's a lot. I think you guys might be looking through that through some rose colored glasses as well because there are, there's some stinkers on that album for sure. Um, it's it's not like that. It's it's not a bad album, but Reputation by far is her worst album. Um, and I the opinions of Zakuna do not reflect the, the opinions <laughs> of the podcast. I think my least favorite Taylor Swift album is obviously her self-titled one, but that was written, you know, as a young country girl for young country girls. <laughs> sure, and and you know what, I I don't regard that as part of her catalog. Like, granted, yes, it is one of her albums, but it isn't like. I think 1989 and Speak Now were her chances. I mean, Speak Now for sure was like her shedding her country roots, and then 1989 was going into the pop era of her, of her kind of like the evolution of her as a as a musician. Um, but there, I I think that 
her self-titled one was just kind of like I'd almost argue it is more like a demo tape than it is like a full-fledged album in that regard. Like it, it's her like trying to like discover like even if she has like a voice to share with the world, right? Whereas where would I think, you? No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Would you agree? Even as not a giant Taylor Swift fan, but as a pop star, she has evolved and changed her style more than any other pop star that's currently popular. Oh yeah, without question. Yeah, um, there are there are very uh, with the exception of although I wouldn't consider him a pop star. And he's more of a rap star like Kanye West would be another one of those individuals that I feel has like completely evolved his sound throughout uh, throughout the decades and more importantly, throughout all of his albums. Um, but, yeah, Taylor Swift definitely is another one of those examples as well, um, because for the longest time, we were always regarding her as going to be just a country star. Right. Like just your, your middle of the road, average female country star. And that and that's fine. You, you know, stay in your lane if that's if that's the lane you want to stay in. Right. But I, I give her credit for trying to, something new. And, uh, yeah, I, I think she is a very rare example of um, shifting genres and shifting genres successfully. Um, yeah. So many times. Yeah, many times. Yeah, for sure. Without question. And uh, the From fact country that country to pop to uh, what is it? Well, I mean, what would we consider folklore? I, I would. That's just uh, like I would just consider that folk. I mean, it's, yeah, as, as cliche as, cliche as that folk, is, yeah. yeah, like indie folk, yeah, like you know, your, your Mumford and Sons sort of kind of era of things, yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, and and I and once again, I think she does it incredibly well. But there are, but, but there are albums that have gone throughout the years where I, I'd say that there are definitely a lot of more duds than there are very very bright spots in her career as well. And and I think that that has to be pointed out sometimes that like. That's fair. Yeah. I, I do want to say one other thing for sure. the listeners out there, especially the vinyl collectors who give Taylor shit for putting out four albums that make a clock. Right? Right. Four variants. Sure. Oh my God. She put out four variants. That same year, Red Hot Chili Peppers put out nine variants of their very shitty new album <laughs> that you had to go find a different record company. No, hold on. Store. Not not just one shitty album, two shitty albums. Yeah. So, like, people are giving so, your shit for putting out four albums that made a clock. That's actually a clever way to collect variants. Sure. Not so, that I did it. I was just saying that. So, how many bands do we know, guys, that have, like, eight variants or, like, nine variants? What times? Of, I, I was saying an album. Like, I love the band bands. Beartooth. Their last album, they had, like, 20 variants. I know because that one dude on TikTok collected all of them and showed them off. <laughs> oh, talking, is yeah. that uh, Jay Got No Vinyl? Yeah, which he's cool yes. as hell. I'm just he saying, is, he is. like, people so he, are giving is, Taylor Swift sure. shit for having, like, oh, she actually did five because there's, like, a new one that's, like, uh, purple. Okay. But, like, so what? Five variants. That's not that crazy compared to most in it, when it comes to variants. No, it's not. And records. The, you, the only you time that... before, Dan, how you, you can make a clock out of it. Like, that's smart as hell. I, I don't you know can't make a clock out of that. any of the others. So my, you can't. My you can't at all. <laughs> No, you're fine. My only gripe with with Taylor in terms of like the vinyl side of things is is it's not the the variance issue because that's what I don't really care about that. Uh, It's the the reimagining remaster things that that are happening. And I understand the reason why that's happening. But it is it does kind of feel like just kind of getting double gouged if you're a fan of her music it's like hey you can buy this album which is perfect in its own way or you can buy my new reimagined reinterpreted version and also pay an additional 40 dollars for a vinyl copy of it available now for 50. pre-order 
Fifty, yeah, fifty even. $50. Yeah, there you go, fifty dollars. It's it's like I'm some... not gonna buy them, but I get it because now she owns the rights. To sure, the songs. and and that's like, fine. Cool, yeah, right on. Let's be honest, the starting line can't put out a lot of their stuff because they're right. They don't own the rights to their albums, which right is horseshit too. So so I so if they put out starting lines version of, you know, <laughs> I will buy those. Heartbeat, buy that heartbeat. Sure. And I think she does too, which again, it's I I think it's it's it's, it's pretty clever, and and I, I kind of hate hate it for it as well. I was like, so like she's been releasing like new variants mm-hmm. of of nineteen eighty nine, and I know she did this for previous albums, but she'll like not she'll, but whoever is in charge of like her like marketing, yeah, they're only making it available for a certain amount of time, so it creates urgency, and people will buy it because they feel like it's they're marketing. not going to get it ever again. And it's marketing genius, and I'm like, fuck. It's marketing <laughs> because, bullshit. Like, it's more I, like it. I almost bought one of the variants uh, for 1989, and I chose not to. But then I, it, it was like gone for forever. And then a new variant came up. I'm like, well, that's fucking beautiful. But I'm just gonna like wait until I, I believe it's released on the 27th of October. Mm-hmm. Um, and whenever it gets released. I'm sure Target will have like a billion copies. Yes, um, all of and them. And if will I have. really, really want it, I can always go and grab it. But again, I already have like the original, so I don't need Taylor's version. Um, but I might get it if it's there and it's at reasonable price. But as you guys were saying, like usually those <laughs> are around that? like four. <laughs> Sorry, we can see her shadow on the wall. She's, she's doing you shadow puppets. Hilarious. Uh, Anyways, um, so and also you can see the, your shadow on the wall. And, and also, Benny, you can uh, buy a copy of that new Taylor Swift album next to probably another copy of Adele's uh, release album that's probably has like five million vinyl copies still available on shelves. Dude, I'm gonna tell you now, Taylor's won't stay on the shelf like Adele because, <laughs> like, we can't keep Taylor Swift in stock at the record. Of course, store. but because once again, Swifties are a cult. Didn't have any other variants, right? Like those, like, like no, they just again, overproduced many... and took over. Yes, correct. Doesn't They're the reason Little Nas X still hasn't released his album on vinyl. <sighs> Which needs to happen. God damn it. Anyways. Or there's gentlemen... a lot of musicians that were like, oh, we can't put anything out because Adele has taken over all of the pressing plans. Yeah, thanks, Adele. Anyways, uh, we're, we're an hour and a half in, guys. So I say let's wrap this thing up. Hey, uh, Dan, where can I find you on the internet? You can find me at Ecto Cooler Ghost. Uh, and if you're mad about this, remember, just shake it off. Shakuna doesn't know everything. <laughs> you don't get bad blood about them. Don't have bad blood. Shut your this. mouth, Benny. Where can I find you on the internet? You can find me um, in your wildest dreams. Um, <laughs> my wife just died. <laughs> <laughs> um, or if not in your wildest dreams. I know um, places to find you. Oh, God. Yeah. You just take me out of the woods um, yeah, and yeah. put me um, on wherever you find your internet things. Rather, and So it's Benny and Wax, wherever you find them. <laughs> that was the most roundabout way of getting there. Thanks, Benny. Yeah, seriously, uh, man. <laughs> well, you All never you go out. do is stay. Well, you never go out of style <laughs> on finding me at the Big Shakuna anywhere else. Uh, or, uh, and, and also that's kind of how you get the girl, if I'm honest. So uh, follow me at uh, the big screen and I'll, and I'll teach you how to get the girl. Um, uh, also good to our website. Are we clean? We are clean. Uh, <laughs> damn it. 
and uh, you know, I I know places where you can also find our podcast, which is www.bsideourselves.com, where you can find all of our merch. Which we have brand new T-shirts out there, which are designed by Danny, and they look really Yay. really cool. Go get one; they're 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 gorgeous and they're I have soft, to buy one, and, so guys. And, and they make your Me nipples too. feel good. Uh, oh, I'm feeling this love right here. I'm feeling it. All you had to do was stay, Danny. Uh, I did that one. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Welcome to New York, man. I didn't even should now, now, you know what, Dan? Now we got bad blood. Uh, you can <laughs> you can go go to our website once again, bsiderselves.com. Find all of our merch, our podcast links, and anything else that's relating to the podcast. And with that being said, it's time to flip the record over. Bingo. Is that better than Taylor? I wish you would just buy a t-shirt. <laughs> That'd be nice. Just buy a t-shirt, damn it. Bye. <laughs>